Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our internet family if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hey, we also want to be very mindful that we have um, uh, numerous families uh, within the church that have sons and daughters and family members serving in the, in the military and uh, military personnel. Um, and I just wanted to this morning kind of acknowledge that and even pray concerning that because, you know, to be a separated and then separated at the holidays. If you have, if you have family uh, serving in, in the, the military, we wanted to acknowledge that this morning. And we've actually chosen this morning, I just, uh, we just felt like this would be appropriate to have somebody represent all of you that have family in, in that regard. And um, we have just randomly chosen Galen and Pam Mays. They're some of our dream teamers. We prayed for their son to be Galen and Pam. Where are you guys at? If you can just, where are you guys at? Galen and Pam. Are they here? There you are. Come on, come on up with me, if you would. And I'm going to have them just kind of stand in and represent um, for everybody else. How maybe just by show of hands, you have somebody serving somewhere. And we've prayed for many of those as, as they have come. So where's Galen? He's in Louisiana. Okay, well, this, this will work. He's serving somewhere. All right. Oh, wow. Okay, good. All right. Well, um, a while back, we sent off their son, Matthew, um, who's in the U.S. Army. He's an EOD specialist. And, um, oh, there he is now. That's all. Gotcha. Special ops. Amen. That was beautiful. Thanks for our guys putting that together, too. Amen. Welcome home, Matthew. Hey, real quick, before we get into the Word today, um, as you saw, I'm going to be starting a series on January 1st. Yes, the first day of the year. I think it's awesome. The first day of the year is the Lord's Day. I think that is significant. And I'm going to launch a series called Frequency, about hearing God's voice in a very, very noisy world. And then make sure you hear that next week on January the 8th, because I'm going to also be sharing with you kind of some next steps, step two as our, our vision initiatives continue to unfold, and we have some very exciting things to share on that day. So um, I'm telling you what, um, watch what God will do. Amen? Well, um, Merry Christmas. Just real quick, how many of you have already done all your shopping? Weirdo. I, 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 I mean, good for you. Um, how many of you have... Um, you haven't even started. <laughs> what, 
Why is that mostly guys? You know? Um, we actually, we do kind of a mix of going places and then getting online. I, online can be a lifesaver. Um, last year, I could go nowhere and I uh, was still able to buy my wife things. She goes, how'd you do this? I said, online. So um, that was helpful as well. Um, we went down to Tampa for a number of things a week or so ago, and part of it was some shopping. And um, we pull in, and the mall is just crazy. You can't find a parking spot. So I see a lady coming out with all these packages. And so I turn on my turn signal, and I'm sitting there waiting. You know, cars are backing up behind me. And then she comes out and puts all her stuff in the car, and I'm so excited. And then she closes up her car and waves and goes back in. <laughs> so it's the Christmas unload to reload thing. So, but anyway, beyond all of that, um, we believe that Christmas is the celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. Can we get an amen on that? And I want us to boil all that down and realize that with everything going on, and I pray you have a happy one and a busy one and all of that, but Christmas is the celebration. That's what we're doing, all the celebration is the celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. Amen. Now, everything in the Bible, everything in the Bible points to, develops, and foreshadows two things. First of all, the coming of Jesus Christ. Secondly, is his completed work on the cross. Everything points to that. So think about that. Everything points to the coming of Jesus Christ, Christmas. And everything also points to the completed work of the cross. That would be Easter. And so Christmas without Easter does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. And that's why some people without understanding really what this season is about, um, it can end up being empty, excessive, and in the end, disappointing, celebrating something that they really don't understand what this is about. And that's why, again, um, we say that Christmas is the celebration of the entrance of our Savior into the world. Now, to just cut to the chase here in 1 Timothy chapter 1, Verse 15 says, Christ Jesus came into the world, there's Christmas, to save sinners. There's Easter. So there's the coming, and here's the completed work of the cross. Everything from even back in the garden in the book of Genesis, and then looking back from the book of Revelation, everything points back to the coming of Jesus into the world. Christ Jesus came into the world to do what? To save sinners. This verse goes on to say, the Apostle Paul says, and I'm probably the worst one. And all of us, we benefit from this, that he came to save us. And uh, I'm thankful that he came. Can I get an amen this morning? Realize that Jesus did not get his start in, in the stable. That Bethlehem and Christmas Day was not his beginning. Okay? He is the eternal son of God. But what Christmas is, that's the day that we, we mark his entrance into the world. There's some debate, historians and theologians and so forth, as far as, you know, when did he come? Some say it was back in September, October, and some people are just, you know, they'll fight you over it. It's December 25th. 
we really don't entirely know. The thing is that we mark a day that he has come and we, ha- we celebrate that as the entrance of our Savior into the world. Now, the important thing for us is just who is in the manger. Who is it that is in the manger? This is very, very important that it just couldn't be just, just any baby at all. Um, a matter of fact, in one translation, it doesn't even use the word manger. It uses this, this phrase, feeding box. And I want you to bear that in mind because it would be more important to us as, as we go along. But let's find out who this is in the manger. Look with me in Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born. So who is this? A child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name, everybody say his name. His name name will be called. And let me just interject right here. That God, don't miss this, God reveals himself through his names. God reveals himself through his names. And there are many, many names in scripture. And this is what he's doing. He's revealing his nature, his character, his abilities, his intentions. He does that through his names. So the question is, who is this in the manger? Who is this in this feeding box? His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, notice here in this translation, this is the New King James Version, very scholarly translation. They have a comma here. Other translations, even like the New International Version, also very scholarly. Um, They don't have the comma here. So, again, I don't think the issue is one of debate. Let's just settle this here. Is he wonderful? Is he counselor? Could he be, remove the comma, could he be a wonderful counselor? All right, we're good then. All right. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. One writer put it this way. He's the Wonderful Counselor who is the Mighty God. He's the Everlasting Father who is the Prince of Peace. Amen. Also, we see in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, And she, Mary, will bring forth a son. There it is again, pointing to his coming. And you shall call his name. Come on, help me out. Jesus, for or because he will save his people from their sins. So there's great meaning in that name, Jesus. Ties back even to the Old Testament of Jehovah. Joshua is a related term. And it's Savior, one who comes comes to save. Jesus, call his name. And again, his name reveals him and about him. Call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Then in Matthew 1, verse 23... Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name. Come on, help me. Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And that's where I want to zero in today on this idea of him being Emmanuel, God with us. Um, It's all a pretty big deal. It's, um, a matter of fact, miraculous. Um, the first miracle would be this. God came to earth. Actually, let's back up a little bit, and there's probably a miracle that precedes that one, and that would be this, that God even cared enough, that he loved us enough that he would come. But this first miracle would be that God came to earth, and this is, and I can't emphasize this enough, this is astoundingly significant 
Because what has happened as a result of that event of God coming to the earth, Jesus, the Son of God, coming in physical form, that has split our calendar into two. Every event, all of history is divided into B.C. and A.D., Now, there's some that are trying to maneuver that around and add some different letters, but forget about it, because one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the calendar was right, okay? So, here's the thing, right in the middle of it all, and whether somebody likes it, doesn't like it, knows it, doesn't know it, every day and every event has Jesus as a reference point. So, when you were born, anybody here born B.C.? No, of course not. But every event, every, you know, if we look at the fullness of the date of that, this is astoundingly significant that God came to earth. The second miracle would be this, is that God became man. God became man. It's called incarnation. God actually put on flesh. He came and put on flesh. Look with me in John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word, what is this? It's another name. This is another name for Jesus. And the word became flesh and blood, became man, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the message paraphrase, in the first part of the verse, it reads, and the word became flesh and blood, and I love this, and moved into the neighborhood. I love it. Then look, if you will, in um, Philippians Chapter 2, it says, though he was God, Jesus, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave, and watch, and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. And there again, you see the two things being pointed out the coming of Jesus, the completed work of the cross. But here's the deal God came to earth and God became a man. The bottom line is this God saw that it was necessary to be personally present with us. That, that's, that's, that's big in this. God saw it necessary to be personally present with us, not just to send. Uh, an ambassador or somebody uh, as a representative, he personally, through his son, came. And remember that his son did not get his start on Christmas. Okay, he's the eternal son of God. He's with the Father from the beginning, and, and he's eternal. Amen. And so God became man, and God saw that, was, that it was necessary for him to be personally present with us and also to accomplish salvation for us. So Emmanuel, God with us, say, say that with me, Emmanuel, God with us. Um, this is the focus of today here, and I believe it is the focus of Christmas. Realize this, that everything is different when he is with us. Everything is different when he is with us. Here's the reality, he's with us. Would you agree that sometimes we kind of forget? Sometimes we get so overly focused on our pain, on our problem, on our situation, and we lose track of the fact that, you know what, God is with me. And there'll be a moment because he'll get you through. Did you hear me? He'll get you through. 
that you realize, you know what, God was with me the whole time. Come on, anybody? You had, anybody lived any life at, at all outside of Sunday school? Anybody? Come on, you've lived, you've lived some real life. And you realize, wow, I went through that, and sometimes I wasn't even thinking of God. And God was with me. Emmanuel, God with us, and everything is different when he is with us. And I believe it is all the more sweet, excuse me, all the more sweet. And the panic is taken out of it when we do realize and when we are looking for him and believing that he is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. No wonder the angel said to the shepherds, he said, this news that I give you, it's good news. It's glad tidings that will bring great joy to all people. So we have Christmas cards and banners and all kinds of things that, you know, we celebrate with and good tidings and and good news, glad tidings and great joy and Merry Christmas. We have all of those things. And I pray that all of us have a Merry Christmas. But I want to shift over just a little bit here. And I want all of us that in the best Christmas, I pray you have your best one. But at the same time, I want you to stay sensitive and aware that there are people Um, within reach of you, people here today, that Christmas is not so enjoyable. In fact, some people rather enjoy, rather than enjoy the season, actually feel a sense that they have to endure it. Instead of being all happy and everything, there's actually some sadness. Some even deal with depression. It's one of, uh, studies show that it's one of the most depressing times of the year for many people for, for a number of reasons. And then there's some that even are angry during the season. And I want, us to, I want you to have a great one. But I'm also aware that right here today, there's some that are, you're hurting. You know, you're hurting in this season. There are a lot of reasons for it. And I think that that's a place to start is why. You know, why would anybody be hurting? First of all, I think is the over-commercialization of the season. That one will get me. Sometimes it's just too much. It's too noisy. It's too bright. How much glitter have I breathed in? Don't think about it. Not intentionally. But I mean, just too much sometimes. Then you have, this is a season of expectations. You know, that you have to be certain places, gifts, parties, all of those things. Then there is all year, we we all, if we're honest, feel some sense of inadequacy. But then it turns into comparison. And... um, That is dangerous for us, and we start to compare with other people. They have more, they get more, and so forth. Then you have pressure and anxiety. Part of it is commercially induced. Part of it is self-induced, and it's the pressure and anxiety of this, that we have to spend a lot of money, and you might even incur some debt. And -and so-and-so bought me a gift, so I got to buy them a gift. And um, so you have all of that coming on you, and I hope I don't forget anybody. Then you have anxiety, and this is a biggie here, anxiety over gatherings. Some people have a level of social anxiety. They just don't, you know, I'm, believe it or not, I'm a selective introvert. You know, I'm not introverted here, but in a lot of settings, I really am. And, and uh, Gilligan's Island is not a bad idea. <laughs> you could get me that for, for Christmas. I'll show up weekends. But anxiety over, over gatherings. Then you have some uh, relationships that can be very complicated. Then you can have family issues. You know, and sometimes we hear of a family gathering or whatever. It's like, 
So-and-so's not going to be there, are they? Yes, they are. And there's anxiety because of, you know, things that have happened over the years. And, the, and this is a, is a big issue. Beyond that, then, you have some that have lost jobs, some that are lonely, some that are dealing with health issues, um, setbacks in life, challenges and so forth. And then even, this is a big one, you've lost a loved one. And especially, you know, when it comes around to holidays and things like that, you know, the memories that, that we have built with people. So what is the answer? And I say this for all of us, whether you're not on that list at all or that is you, all of us need to be aware of others around us and, and be sensitive to that and hopefully be encouraging in it. So what is the answer? What do you do for a person who's feeling those things? And listen to me on this. Is the answer more presence? I don't think so. And I'm not being cutesy or cliche here. But the answer is not more presence. The answer is his presence. Did you get that? It's not just add on more of what we think Christmas is. But actually what we all need is what Christmas actually is. Is his presence. And I tell you this morning that this is the message of Christmas. This is is the message of Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us, his presence with us. And what does that mean for us? It means this right here. You are not alone. Read it with me. You are not alone. So no matter what you might be facing, feeling, going through, look at me, you are not alone. Personalize it real quick and read it this way. I am not alone. Ready? I am not alone. Alone. I started to say, I are not alone, but I am not alone. You are not alone. And think about this. You, you're not alone. You're never alone. You're never alone. And I know mothers of toddlers, you feel that way. But re- the reality is this, who is with you? That's what matters. God is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. You're not alone. You're never alone. And because of who is with you, you're also never without help. And to me, that is, that is the foundation of the whole gospel. Result is this, is that we're never alone and we're never without help. So, now let me just venture into something just for a moment here. Don't, and this is for all of us, don't expect Christmas to make you happy. I think some people go into, and I hope you have a happy one. But sometimes we're looking for something that is not necessarily the takeaway from Christmas. You know, sometimes I'm like, until I hear Andy Williams sing, it's, it's the most wonderful. Until I hear that, it's not Christmas for me. But what do I do? Listen to that every hour, every day of the year? Then it, even won't, it won't even be special. And then we look, we rewatch movies Year after year, oh yeah, we've got to see that. We've got to see It's a Wonderful Life. We've got to see Elf. We've got, we've got to see all these. And we go back through. And what are we after? What are we after? We're after that little Christmas twinge. And I hope you get some, okay? But don't look for Christmas to make you happy. Look a little bit deeper. Look a little bit further. And we realize again, what is Christmas? It's the fact that a Savior is born. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Look with me in Isaiah 43. When you, say that's me, when you go through deep waters, let me stop right there. Anybody here been through some deep waters, so to speak? 
Well, look at this. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. It's Emmanuel. And when you go through rivers of difficulty, how many of you have been through some rivers of, of difficulty? Seven of you. Well, guess what? When you go, and sometimes, how many of you have ever created the river of difficulties? Okay. Here's the wonderful news. Even in that, you will not drown. He will be with you in this. And then when you walk through the fire of oppression, look at this. You will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Why? Because of Emmanuel. Because God is with you. That should make you happy. That's the reality. That's why we celebrate the entrance of a Savior is because of that. Now, in Luke chapter 2, look at this with me. Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. Remember that. That all the world should be registered. This census first took place when Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. Verse 5, to be registered with Mary, watch this, his betrothed wife who was with child. Who is that child? Emmanuel, God with us. Now in verse 1, it talked about all this was going on under a guy named Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus. That was his title. That was his title, but his actual name was Gaius Octavius. How many of you have named any of your kids that? Okay. Gaius Octavius. He was Julius Caesar's nephew. And he received the title Caesar from Uncle Julius. And then the Senate, which he totally controlled, gave him the title Augustus, which means of the gods. So he's the Caesar of the gods. He was a brilliant administrator. But he was brutal, he was relentless, he was greedy, he was power hungry, and uh, just bear all of that in mind. Also, like all of the other Caesars, demanded to be worshipped as a god. Don't miss this. He demanded to be worshipped as a god. He declared himself, and it's even inscribed on things that history still holds today, that say that, that he was the savior of the world... And he also demanded that people would greet him and sometimes bow before him and say, Caesar is Lord. Okay? Bear all of that mind and go with me to Luke chapter 2, verse 11. And this adds new significance to what the angel told the shepherds. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, and he ain't Caesar, who is Christ the Lord. Verse 12, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Now, this is interesting to me, okay? In a day, in a day where man thought he had become a God, God became a man. And when we look at this, Caesar draped in gold and silk, look at me for this. He is, he's not the savior of anything. And yet there's a baby wrapped in rags in a feeding box who is the savior of all because of who he is. 
And who he is is Emmanuel. God with us. He's the Savior of the world. Amen. Now, let me wrap this up this morning. In a few days, we're going to have, next week is Christmas. In a few days, we're going to have that holiday letdown. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. You're acting all holy, but we all. all. I remember as a kid, it's over. And we're in Florida and there's no snow or anything, you know. So you just return to being a sweaty little kid again, you know. It's over. And then before that, you got to go back to school. We all have that holiday letdown. So shortly after it's over, some people, I mean, lunch is barely served on Christmas. They're taking down the tree. Others will, you know, they'll wait a few days. But you're going to have a time real shortly where all your decorations, all your lights are going to be put back up in containers. And just a note so that you'll know all my lights are very low this year. They're all right. They're all like right, right there. Okay. Okay. If you're a visitor, catch me later. <laughs> you're going to put all that back in the big Rubbermaid containers and stack them in your garage. And then all the beautiful wrapping paper and boxes and, you know, creative packaging, all of that is, is now a mess. It's trash. It's piled up. It's spilling out of a trash can, and it's stacked up down at the end of your driveway waiting for trash day. And you're not sure when that is because holidays throw it all off. And you've got all that down the end of the... There are toys that are now broken, or here's the sad part, or they're missing, they're lost, and not missed. Just because of excess. And then you have clothes that have been given to you that don't fit right, or it's just not you, and they need to be returned. And then radio stations, they go back, and now you're listening to Bruno and Bieber. Or Mandisa and Third Day. You know, and whatever you're listening to, and it just goes back to that. And guess what? It's all over. It's all over. Unless you get this. Unless you realize that the message of Christmas is this. Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. And I want to just leave it with you today that the message of Christmas, the heart of Christmas is not the celebration. We should celebrate. We should celebrate big, but whether you're hurting or whether everything is going your way, here's the message that never changes. Emmanuel, God with us. And you know what? When he's with us, everything's different. Everything's better when he's with us. Amen. Merry Christmas to you this morning. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.